Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey, uh, you know it wasn't about four months ago, a bunch of you guys, you got on a bus and you headed up to Michigan. And it was the most awesome time in your lives, at least that's what some of you guys were saying. And it was pretty awesome. It was awesome to watch. You know, you got you guys, every time you go to move, you guys got the real cool guys, you know, they got a they're going in there and they're not gonna do anything. You know, they're just sitting back, they're real cool. And by that last night, I mean they're God, you're awesome. It's the transformation I see. And every time I come back, I see, I hear the same thing. Oh, it's going to be different this year. We're going to make a difference. It's going to be different this year. And then all of a sudden you get back on that bus. Because I've heard some of you guys, and you guys say to me, I just don't want to leave this place. I just don't want to leave God here. I got news for you. God's with you all the time. He's not staying in Michigan. He's in here. He's with you all the time. You got to understand that. We're talking about worship in school. You want to worship in school? Let God's light shine through you in all you do. I know how it is. I know how it is. You guys come back and you get off that bus. And then all those little things that you heard before you got on the bus, you're not good enough. If you do this, you won't fit in. If you do this, you're not going to be cool. Come over to this side. So you go like, eh, I don't really want to do that, but I want to be cool. I don't, you know, I'm going to, I want to, I got to do that. I don't want them to think I'm weird. Be weird. Seriously. We're set, we're, we're told to be set apart. We're not supposed to conform. We're supposed to be set apart. As Christians. But I understand. I get it. It's peer pressure. I mean, it's all over you. It's all over. It's worse now than it's ever been. I've I've been doing school for 27 years, teaching school for 27 years. You know what was 27 years ago? Peer pressure. You know what it is now? Peer pressure on steroids. It's just ridiculous. It's terrible. But you always seem to follow that. I call those guys chameleons, chameleon Christians. If you want to be a, if you want to follow Christ and you want to worship in your school, you cannot be a chameleon Christian. A chameleon is an, is a, is an animal that God created that changes colors to conform or to, to blend in. They use it for defense. And I'm not so sure that you don't use it for defense as well. You can't do that. You cannot do that. If you want to worship in school, be bold. Stand up for what's right. You know what's right. You know going into a situation, I should do this, I should not do this. Be bold. Stand up. Christ got up on a cross for you. And all he asks in your return is that you stand up. 
and be bold in your faith. Don't worry about going around somebody and what they might think of you. Don't worry about that. Win them over to Christ. I don't understand. I, you're probably scared. Yeah, if I do this, they might think bad of me. I got some verses that might help you along. Isaiah 41.10. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. You are not alone. He is with you all times. Matthew 16, 24. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And my favorite one for being a wor to worship in school. And if you do this, and you do this in your classroom, you do this in the locker room, you do this in the hallways where I understand that you might get tempted and you might get pressured into drugs, sex, all the junk that goes on in those public school hallways. I get it. I hear it. I see it. Don't fold to that stuff. Don't do it. But you do this verse. And whatever you do, don't let selfishness or pride be your guide. Be humble and honor others more than yourself. Don't be interested only in your own life, but care about the lives of others too. One more thing. In Matthew, Jesus, we're, we're told that Jesus said, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. And then he prays, God, send workers. You're the workers. He sent you. He's asking you. He died for you, and he's asking you, help me. That's the least you can do. Stand up and be workers in your school. It was early part of high school, probably about my sophomore year, and I was tired. Uh, it seemed like everything I did, I just I had no energy for everything that happened, and it, sleep was not the issue. I sleep, I, I could sleep anytime, anywhere. I could probably fall asleep right here, just lay on the ground, and boom, I'm out. It, it's one, I, I love God for that. He gave me that gift, and it's an amazing thing. Sleep is awesome, but uh, no. There, there was a problem. Everything I did, I was tired. My parents thought about getting me energy pills because uh, they needed to give me some energy to, to get on with my day. Uh, I mean, on the outside, I was this good, good Christian kid, and, but on the, on the inside, I wasn't necessarily doing anything wrong. I mean, I would go to school. Uh, I'd wake up, go to school, uh, then go to practice, go home, eat, go to bed. And then the whole day, all I'd think about is how tired I was. There's not really anything wrong with that, but the thing is, I did nothing. And the whole time, I worshipped sleep. That was what controlled my life. All I did was worry about how tired I was. <laughs> the thing, uh, it was amazing. I knew I needed to wake up. And the craziest thing, I opened my Bible, I read it, and I started to pray. And I started setting aside a quiet time every day, you know, to, to pray and, and study the Bible. And slowly, I started to get more energy in everything I did. It's, it's amazing. You just study God's word and you find out his glory. And suddenly, all these thoughts of, of tiredness and 
and sleepiness changed to, to God's glory and just how amazing he was. And let me put this into perspective for you. Like that football game that's coming up Friday, you know, you're, you're real excited for it and it's going to be a great game. It's all you can think about. You need to just feel it inside of you. Or how about your, your volleyball or softball game coming up? Or how about another take on it, your, your Netflix show that you are in love with right now? And you just, you keep quoting it and just, you can't, all you think about is how you're going to watch the next episode. Or that favorite video game where you just want to beat your friend at. Or how about your favorite song that's probably stuck in your head right now and you're just toning me out. The thing is, in those moments, you are worshiping those. Whether you want to or not, you are worshiping those things. But God calls us to, to worship him and make every thought captive to him. As uh, Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, we are to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Everything needs to go to Christ. Everything that we, in our lives, need to go to God. But if you make everything go to Christ... I can promise you, it's going to make your life a whole lot tougher. I want to say that out front. It, I remember nights. Sitting at home, by myself. All my, I was just praying for my friends. Lord, help them all to be safe tonight. They're all, you know, they're out all partying. But, Lord, please help. Please help them find their way home. Please help them, uh, one of them, at least one of them. Just, Lord, please help them find Christ. <laughs> I just want a friend to talk to, someone, someone who understands that, that God is amazing. I had to make sacrifices in my life. I had to, to follow Christ over following the things that my friends did. It, it's an amazing thing, and I'm glad I did. It was hard. There was times where I just, they, they had a different relationship with each other that I could never have because I sacrificed for Jesus. But I want you to understand, I would not be here right now if I didn't do that. It was extremely important in my life. I had to make those sacrifices. God. I want to help you guys with start your day off and every day I want you to I want you to say this prayer. I want I want you to close everyone close your eyes right now. Close your eyes. And I want you to hear these words and every day I want you just to, to say this prayer to yourself and to know that God is with you. Give me strength. Go deep, Lord. I need you, Lord. Fill me. Take my evil temptations and fill those places with you. Amen. Guys, worshiping God in your personal time, it can, it can tra- change your life. It can transform everything that you do. How you worship everything. Just... Just love others and love God, and you guys will be all right. I have a feeling that everybody in this room can think of a time in your house, in your family, where you've spoken words that you wish you could take back. Maybe to your mom, maybe to a sister, brother. Your family... It's one of those places where they know you the best, they know all your buttons, and they know how to get under your skin, don't they? I remember uh, I got a job, just a a job where I started earning a little bit of money, and and my parents wanted to help me, you know, how I spent my money, what I would save up for it, and I I had what I would use to save, and I also had a girlfriend, and I wanted to blow all of my money on, on her, which is not necessarily terrible, but they would, you know, try to inject some thoughts. And I can remember getting really emotional and saying, it's my money! I hate you! 
Those are my parents that I'm talking to. And they were just trying to help. You, you, I know, I know, as I look around this room, that you wish you could take back some words and some things you've said to your parents. And that has everything to do with how you can worship God in your home. Worship is this incredible experience that is tied to humility. You cannot worship unless you recognize your place. Do you want to worship God? Know your place. He created you. You're the created one, not the creator. Your parents, your family, you have a place there. And if you know that place, then you can do the second thing that's tied inextricably to worship, and that is you can serve them. The easiest way to overcome the pain you've created in your home is to serve the people that love you the most. Unexpectedly. I bet your mom tells you to do certain things thousands of times and you still don't do them. And she might utter words just like this. I've said it over and over. Right? Why do I even talk? Right? You want to worship God in your home? Make your bed. That seems silly, doesn't it? Do the dishes. As a dad, sweep out the garage. Self-serving. Because worship is tied to you serving what you believe in your heart, what, what you believe in your heart will cause you to do certain things. See, my parents loved me so much, they, they even cleaned up my vomit. What are you talking about? That was a turn. <laughs> you know, one time, I, I, when, I, when I started, when I was younger, I, I wasn't really a Christian, and I had this friend of mine who led me to Christ. And early on, when I was a young Christian in high school, I, I still had my feet in both worlds. I had my one, feet, one foot in the church world and one in, in school life, you know, in popularity and things like that. And you could probably tell I was really popular. Um, and I had this friend named Scott Cook, who one, after, one evening called, man, we got some friends, we're going to get together why don't you come with me? I rarely ever did anything with Scott Cook, but we had been friends since we were in grade school. And so I said, all right, cool. And I got permission from my parents after I lied to them about what I was going to go do. I actually told them I was going to go to movies with friends that they were good with. And I went instead with Scott Cook. And while we were out, we um, consumed copious amounts of alcohol. So much so that I don't know how I got home. And I kind of came to at my house. I remember them coming out, like pushing me out of the car. We got to get home, dude. And I'm like, this is, these are my friends, right? So I go up to the door and I'm like hoping, I know my parents are downstairs watching TV because I can tell. And I'm hoping they don't call me downstairs that I can just go to my bed. And I'm like, I'm home. Hey, Dan. Well, come on down. No, I'm tired, real tired. No. 
come on down. So I go down there and they, they know, I mean, I didn't, I was like trying to be really, look, I'm fine. And they knew. And I could, I can remember today the look on their face because everything came out in that moment. I lied about where I was going. I put myself, my life in danger. And I put my life in the hands of people who truly did not care about me. I'm lucky they dropped me off at my house. And I went up and went to bed. And I can remember right before going into my bedroom feeling really sick and I just vomited all over my bathroom. And the next thing I remember is waking up in the morning. The birds are singing and it's light outside. And I go out of the bathroom. And everything's cleaned up. And I'm like, wow. I mean, that really struck me. And so I went and found my mom and I put my hand on her hand and I said, I'll never do that to you again. Thank you for cleaning up my mess. And just those words were healing balm to her. And I was able to serve her in that moment. And I was able to realize I was living in two worlds. And that I only wanted to serve God. So, tonight, we're talking about the fact that God is present in your life, whether you know it or not, at all times. He's here, watching you. He's at school with you. He's in your... He's in your alone time. He's in your home. And your job is to tear through the thin veil that separates him from you and welcome him into your life, which will change you. Don't you want that? A consistency? You know, you know what you guys are figuring out? What, what, what's happening in your lives right now is you're unveiling who God made you to be. Some people call that identity. You're, you're figuring out who you are. And some people think it's up for grabs who you are. Oh, well, we'll, well I'll decide who I am. No. It's been decided. You are an image bearer of the creator God of all universe. That's who you are. Unveil that. Unpack that. Figure out what that is that you carry around in you. The DNA of the God of the universe. That's the truth. And it's true every day, all day long. Stand with me and let's truly worship our God. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.